Thanks for listening to The Leader. We're bringing you news, analysis and commentary on the coronavirus crisis every weekday at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything and tell your friends about us too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Boris Johnson has tested positive for coronavirus. I am working from home, I'm self-isolating, and that's entirely the right thing to do. And with the health secretary Matt Hancock also confirming he has COVID-19, what's next for the UK government? What a lot of people don't realise is that behind the scenes, there are parts of government that are completely dedicated to contingency planning. The Evening Standard's Londoner diary editor Aisha Hazarika talks to the leader about the diagnoses and what could be in store for the cabinet. Also, we're appealing to fund the delivery of desperately needed food to poor elderly and vulnerable Londoners who are either unable to afford food or cannot access food because they are self-isolating Investigations editor David Cohen on the launch of our new campaign to keep all of London fed during this crisis. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, Boris Johnson's coronavirus diagnosis. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We've known coronavirus has been spreading in Westminster for a while. In fact, outside of the House of Commons, the borough itself has one of the higher infection rates in London. Still, the Prime Minister's announcement that he's tested positive for COVID-19 remains a shock. Hi folks, I want to bring you up to speed with something that's happening today, which is that I've developed mild symptoms of the coronavirus, that's to say a temperature and a, a persistent cough. And on the advice of the chief medical officer, I've taken a test that has come out positive. So I am working from home. I'm self-isolating. And if that wasn't surprise enough, shortly after his boss's video message, Health Secretary Matt Hancock also said he has coronavirus too. Fortunately for me, the symptoms so far have been very mild. So I've been able to carry on with the work. 
driving forward the UK response and also being able to just say a massive thank you to everybody in the NHS working social care and right across the board on the response. So two of the most important people in the country have the bug and we understand others are being tested. The Evening Standard's Londoner diary editor Aisha Hazarika joins me now over Zoom. And Aisha, how big is this news? Well, I have to say, I mean, look, it's, it's big news. It is a, it's an incredibly powerful moment when the Prime Minister, the most important person in British politics, um, tests positive this so th this is a moment you know um, it's been talked about all around the world in fact my family whatsapp group from India from a very rural part of India has messaged me going like I didn't know like going oh my goodness Boris Johnson has been tested positive for coronavirus so it's a huge moment and I think what it shows is that coronavirus is uh, quite an equaliser. It doesn't matter if you are royalty, it doesn't matter if you're a pauper, it doesn't matter what kind of walk of life you're in, um, you, can, you can get it. I thought it was interesting that they decided to put it out with Boris Johnson on video showing that he still appears to be relatively healthy. It, it's kind of all about saying, right, people are going to take this as a bit of a surprise let's reassure them that everything runs as normal, isn't it? That's kind of what was the, 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 the subliminal message of the video. I think what the number 10 communications team will be thinking about is not wanting to panic the country. And also a lot of people um, will have coronavirus in a way which is not as dramatic as some of the very, very heartfelt you know, stories we're hearing about and it affects people in, in different ways. So I think a powerful message that they will be trying to get out is look, even if you kind of look okay and you sound okay, you've got some symptoms, you've still got to do the right thing and you've got to self-isolate, you've got to stay at home. Um, you can use technology to, to communicate with work colleagues, but you know, this is what the Prime Minister is, is having to do. So I think part of it as well is subliminally sending that message, which is um, even if you're, you know, you don't have to be on your sort of, you know, you know, bedridden to to be carrying this disease um, and this virus. So you know, make sure that you 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 stay at home. But there's also a row that's developed about this as well. A political. There's always politics in these things. And you know, um, everybody. Well, I would hope any decent person would wish the prime minister well. Don't forget his partner is pregnant, um, as well, Carrie Simmons. So that's going to be a, a level of of concern for them. But there's a big row about why he got tested, and I think that is a bit ridiculous i mean you can hold two thoughts in your head at the same time you can absolutely hold the thought that we need more tests and the people at the front line of our nhs should absolutely get those tests it's imperative but you can also understand that the prime minister is quite an important person in this country and he should also have a test we had this with prince charles as well earlier this week as well when he was tested for it up in uh scotland and people were saying well how come he gets a test when i can't well it's a bit like oh i mean i'm afraid that is just the way our kind of society is organized it gets you to well, why does the queen live in a big palace in the in the center of, of london and why does the prime minister live in a rather nice property uh on a place called downing street number 10 i don't know if you've you've heard about it i mean that is just people need to sort of grow up um, about that but but what I hope um, this time in self-isolation will do for the Prime Minister is really really make him 
realized that he and his team need to strain every sinew to get these tests, the test for, for whether you have it, the test for whether you have immunity, and my goodness, we need more uh, ventilators. Um, you know, there's also a row that's um, sort of really blown up over the last sort of 24 hours about why we seem to be behind on on ventilators so hopefully um you know this time will give the prime minister you know an opportunity to reflect on all that and also last night we had the incredible moment where everybody went outside into their gardens or on their outside their windows or on their front steps and they were clapping for the nhs and i think that um you know, we're all going to be reflecting about how we better resource our NHS, not just now, but in the future as well. And of course, the man in charge of the NHS, the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, has also said that he has coronavirus too. And it does make you think, what is the risk to other members of the cabinet, doesn't it? Absolutely. And um, my understanding is that people who have been in close contact with the Prime Minister um, have been tested. And I think they've just announced that actually the Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, um, has you know pulled, uh, tested negative. So he will be carrying on. Um, so yeah, it will be of concern. The other question, of course, has been asked is the Prime Minister has not just been in contact with his, um, you know, aides at number 10 and people like Rishi Sunak, but the people from Public Health England and Chris Whitty, the, the Chief Medical Officer, and of course the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, you know, I, I assume that they will be getting tested. I mean, they these people, you know, whatever your political background, you have to concede that right now, you know, the people who are in the cockpit driving this are our senior politicians, our senior cabinet ministers, their officials, the civil servants, the political advisors, and the key medical um, advisory team. And I think nobody should begrudge them getting tested on a sort of almost daily basis, really, because we do need um, that core team of people to be well and um, to sort of take us through this, this crisis. This is no time for kind of cheap political point scoring because, you know, we haven't even got into the really dramatic, frightening part of this story yet you know this is sort of the calm before the storm and we do know that there is emergency planning for these situations we know that dominic rab has been selected as the, the designated survivor don't we governments think about these things and think about these problems they do i think what a lot of people don't realize is that behind the scenes there are parts of government that are completely dedicated to contingency planning and this is work that goes on sort of round the clock um a couple of um days ago the the deputy chief medical officer was saying that every year the government does huge behind the scenes planning for a flu pandemic um and so th this is not going to be a complete shock to the the system there will be people who think about this stuff all the time in terms of the logistics um, but I don't think you know obviously anybody anticipated quite the scale uh, the, the, of, of, of this virus and, and how it's going to um, affect the because of course you've got two crises so you've got a public health crisis colliding with an economic crisis which is which will have a, a long sort of tail of consequences but yes there are so many people and um, particularly civil servants who will be dedicated to doing this kind of thinking and they'll be trying to do what they do in their planning as well it's not just one department they try to join up their thinking because of course this is incredibly cross-cutting across government 
departments you will have the you know DEFRA in terms of food and agriculture you will obviously have um, the Department of Health we'll have the MOD at some point getting involved we'll have the Home Office in terms of police and law and order so this is an incredibly cross-cutting uh, piece of work that, that, that not just ministers will be thinking about but as I said civil servants will have been thinking about all of this for quite some time. Next. This campaign will bring together the food redistribution companies, all the all the boroughs, volunteers, sort of an unprecedented effort. David Cohen on the Evening Standard asking for your help to feed London. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The Evening Standard's launching a campaign to fund the delivery of food to poor, elderly and vulnerable Londoners at risk because of coronavirus. We've teamed up with The Felix Project to get food to community hubs that will be set up in every London borough. Our proprietor, Evgeny Lebedev, explains why it's so important. London is facing the greatest challenge of our lifetimes. The coronavirus has become a hunger crisis. This is why I'm pleased that the Evening Standard and The Independent are launching a campaign to make sure that the most vulnerable Londoners are fed. Our investigations editor David Cohen is coordinating the appeal and he joins me now from his home. David, what's involved in this? So we're launching an appeal today called Food for London Now, which is our Evening Standard response to the corona crisis. And basically what we are doing is we are appealing to fund the delivery of desperately needed food to poor, elderly and vulnerable Londoners who are either unable to afford food or cannot access food because they are self-isolating and at high risk of losing their lives uh, from catching the coronavirus. David, how big a problem is this? Well, this is a huge problem because school children who would normally get free school meals and that would be the kickstart of their day are now no longer accessing those elderly people who would normally uh, be unable to afford food and are now having to self-isolate would also have a problem accessing food and then there is the whole additional burden of all those people who might normally be able to afford food but now can't access it and may not have relatives close by to be able to get them food and who also will be reliant on uh, food parcels. So this is the kind of thing that really can make an enormous difference. And it's also the, the kind of thing that shows that, as the Evening Standard has been saying, London stands together and as a city we can get through this crisis. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I am sure uh, you witnessed the, the clapping outside last night at eight o'clock, which was so, so moving and it struck me and so poignant. And it really struck me that this was as much for the health workers as it was for us doing the clapping, because it created the sense of 
togetherness apart. People stood outside their houses, but and, and uh, everyone was outside their front doors or on their balconies and clapping. And the sense of us all clapping together made us all feel connected. And I think this campaign, which will bring together the food redistribution companies, all the, all the boroughs, volunteers, um, sort of an unprecedented effort. Um, I have to say that our proprietor, Evgeny Lebedev, has also been front and center of this, and he's written a very rousing um, editorial today in our paper. And at this time, London comes together and hopefully helps those most in need, as I'm sure it will. You can find out more at standard.co.uk. And if you want to donate, there's also a link in our show notes. And that's The Leader. Subscribe through your podcast provider and give us a rating too. We're back on Monday at 4.00.